Howdy. This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Friday, February 24th, 2024, I wish you the happiest of National I Hate Coriander Days. On today's show, we're going to recap Ohio State's loss to Penn State. The curse of the Views from the Shot podcast has yet to be lifted. Ohio State has not won a game since this podcast has begun. We'll recap the game against Penn State. We'll go through a couple of quotes. We'll look ahead and we'll discuss how Ohio State fared in my keys to the game. Let's imagine for a second that I had a crystal ball. And with this crystal ball... Rather than looking at every sporting event and seeing how that would play out so that I could bet and win so much money, or rather than looking at how my life might go or how your life may go, or rather than looking at who Fran McCaffrey may yell at next, instead, I simply go and look at the box score of the Ohio State-Penn State game on February 23rd, 2023. And I see Ohio State commits one turnover. They're plus six on the glass. Bryce Sensenbaugh scores 20 points. Bruce Thornton scores 19 points. And Jalen Pickett, after scoring 32 and 41 points respectively, and his Previous two games, he scores two points in the first half against Ohio State. And then I bring this information to you, an Ohio State Buckeye fan. What do you do with that info? My guess is you pull up your sports betting app of choice and you put down about 100, 200 big ones on Ohio State to cover their two-and-a-half-point or three-point spread in which they're favored. And you, you kick back, relax, watch the game. At halftime, it's 37-37, to and you're like, you know what? We're going to win. Doesn't matter. That's how you win a game right there. You only turn the ball over once. Adam Jardy said the first time this has happened since at least the 1997-98 season. I don't have the energy to go back and look further. And we have no budget to hire an intern. So, for that reason, we don't know the last time Ohio State only had one turnover in a game. Plus six rebounding. Bryce Sensenbaugh scores 20. Bruce Thornton scores 19. And one of the best players, not just in the Big Ten, but in all of college basketball, is held to two points in the first half. Well, Ohio State did not win. Penn State would come back in the second half, go on just a little bit more of a run than Ohio State, and they would win this game by a measly 4.75-71. And if there's anything that we can rejoice about at this point, Ohio State nearly won a game. It was close. Ohio State didn't get blown out. They didn't get trampled upon or over or whatever word you would use. Ohio State nearly won a basketball game. And for that, at least in this season, 
we can rejoice. Or maybe you don't. Ohio State 11 and 17, 3 and 14 in the Big Ten. One of the most abysmal seasons in Ohio State basketball history. And it's all because this podcast has cursed the team. I don't know how to lift it. If I did, I would do it already. If you have ideas on how to lift it, please let me know. Also, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, at the shot pod, please do. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Even if you nothing more than just don't hate the show, maybe you strongly dislike it. That's okay. Give us a follow. Subscribe. You don't have to listen every episode. It costs you nothing. It does nothing bad to you other than bring you to the pod whenever we're available. Ohio State has now lost nine games in a row. It was the second straight game in which Ohio State and Chris Holtman started four freshmen. That's Bryce Senzenbaugh, Bruce Thornton, Roddy Gale, and Felix Akpara. And open this game. Didn't look horrible. Penn State hit a couple shots from deep. I, in my wisdom, my infinite wisdom, said that won't last. That's not sustainable because the way Penn State hit threes, if you go back and look at the game, Highlights are always available on YouTube, or maybe you DVR it. Whatever. You'll see. Couple threes here, couple shots made there, because Buckeye players trying to get out in the passing lane, loose balls. Guys just end up getting open randomly, and they hit them. And I say, okay, you can have that Penn State. I, as a fan sitting in section 134, said, you know what? You can have that. And Penn State will said, well, thank you, Tim. Thank you for allowing us to have those shots. And I said, you're welcome, Penn State. Now please cool off. They did cool off a little. But the way Penn State scored to start the game, I was confident that a swing would come back to Ohio State's way. And it did. Buckeyes never had the need to claw back into this game. But they grab a 13-12 lead early in the first half. Bryce Sensenbaugh, Bruce Thornton continuing to lead the way. And at halftime, we've got a 37 to 37 tie ball game. And of those 37 points, how many were scored by freshmen? I'll let you guess. Maybe you know already. Maybe you're just, maybe you should be my intern as a statistician or researching extraordinaire. 30 points of the 37 points scored by freshmen, seven points scored by non freshmen. So at halftime, We've got a 37-37 to game, and I'm texting some people. I've got a good friend who's a Penn State fan, and I said, look, this is the first time I've really felt like Ohio State has got a shot to win a game. The biggest reason, Penn State doesn't have a huge presence down low, which is where Ohio State is so very thin. Ohio State is at home. I tweeted before the game, which I shouldn't have. I tweeted the vibes in the universe just feel like Ohio State is going to win this game. Did not happen, as we know. But it wasn't a prediction. Therefore, I'm not wrong. Therefore, you cannot trash me or blame me or flame me or anything like that. Heading to the second half, I'm feeling good. Tied at 37, Ohio State in position to win a game for the first time in eons, or 33 days to be exact. Jalen Pickett sitting at two points. In the first half, man, Pickett's going to score maybe 15, and we'll be fine. Well, Penn State would gain the upper hand for a good portion of the second half. 
and at some point, you get into crunch time. There's about six minutes left on the clock. I look up at the scoreboard, and I'm like, shoot, there's not a lot of game left to play. And Ohio State's still down by two possessions. But for some reason, you just had faith and hope that they might win the game. Go back and forth, go back and forth. And before long, Penn State misses a shot. Buckeyes get the ball. And they do. I want to be specific here in what they did for 16 seconds. Don't miss this. They walk the ball down the floor, pass the ball a little bit. And to be specific, they did nothing with the basketball. Don't miss that. A minute and 51 left. Ohio State needs to make a shot. They do nothing. Chris Holtman calls a timeout. And at that point, fans feeling rather perturbed with the situation that they just saw. I being one of them. Seeing for 16 seconds in a must-get-a-bucket possession, Ohio State doesn't really do anything. Leadership. Lacking, maybe. Something that's been a theme all year. I won't say that that's really the reason why Ohio State decided not to run anything. But maybe a leader steps up. I don't know. So, Ohio State... Comes out of that timeout. They're able to get a bucket. Make it closer. Justice Suing grabs two. And then on the other end, Jalen Pickett. Remember him? Two points in the first half. He would go on to score Penn State's final 14 points and finish as one of the game's leading scorers because he went off in the second half. And what we saw was Jalen Pickett doing what he loves to do. Back down a defender. He goes in low post, isolated by Bryce Senzenball. How you will continually allow that matchup to continue to happen, where you have probably your worst on-ball defender in Bryce Senzenball on the best offensive asset that Penn State has. Maybe they say maybe they saw something I didn't. That's fine. But yikes. Not only does Pickett hit a layup, he also gets fouled. We go to a a timeout. He hits his free throw. Buckeyes down by four. Justice Suing hits a two. And then, down by four. After two more free throws from Penn State. Do you remember the last podcast episode released by Views from the Shot? I hope you do. If you don't listen, you probably should. In that episode as I previewed Penn State I went through all of Penn State's road games in the Big Ten this year it went a little something like this and I could just play the clip but I won't I'll just reenact it I said team name loss team name B loss team name C loss team name D loss and I went in and I just I went in on Penn State for not being able to win on the road in the Big Ten. Imagine this. 20 seconds left in the second half. Crunch time, game on the line. Sean McNeil, three. Missed. Bruce Thornton, three. Missed. Sean McNeil, three. Missed. Bryce sends him ball three. 
missed. Sean McNeil, three, missed. Bryce Sensenball, offensive rebound, goes behind the three-point line, throws it up. Doesn't even come close, but it was after the buzzer. So technically, Ohio State attempted five three-pointers. They got four, no, they got five offensive rebounds. And unable to hit hit a single one of those threes. And then Bryce Sensiball jacks up a prayer. He would have had to get fouled for it to have any shot of of getting Ohio State into the game and into overtime. No. Uh, That was me. As I watched that game from section 134 in the Shot and Scene Center, I stood up, surrender cobra myself, jaw dropped, and I was speechless. I saw on Twitter after the game some people saying something, someone specifically saying, I'm a 34-year-old average-bodied male. I would have made one of those. Would you have? Would you really have made that, Jack? Really? Get out on the floor and then prove it then. I'll put you on there. Game on the line. 20 seconds left. Go make a three. Come on. Come on. Don't be that guy. Oh, I would have made that shot. By the way, I had... I had the viewing experience of my life last night. I had an individual behind me who knew just about enough about basketball to be dangerous. And constantly, the whole night, cheering in my ear on defense. Get the ball back. Get the ball back. Get the ball back. Just imagine hearing that over and over again for every defensive possession Ohio State had. In the entire game. Get low. Oh, good switch. Oh, was it? Was it Linda? Do you know Ohio State's game plan? Do you know what Chris Holtman wanted? Did you think he wanted the switch there? Oh, you got to double him. Really? Are you in the locker room? You know what Chris Holtman's game plan was tonight. Offensively. Rebound. Rebound. Oh, get there. Just just saying phrases at that point. It was horrible. I'm so off track. Back to it. It was horrible. It was, it was so bad. Very, very annoying. Sorry. Sorry, Linda, or whatever your name may have been. I don't even remember where I, how I got here, other than I know I was talking about Ohio State missing threes. I exit the shot and scene center just floored. And at this point, it is embarrassing. It is very embarrassing. You look at the stats, how Ohio State probably should have won this game. Go ahead and go talk to me about luck factor from Ken Palm. Please, I want to hear more about that. Maybe at some point you're just not good enough to win. Bruce Thornton, Micah Shrewsbury after the game, they said some nice things, whatever. I want to know what Chris Holtman has on people out there in college basketball. Why is it that after every single game, every coach is speaking so highly of Chris Holtman? I understand it's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, coaching is a small world, and Big Ten, you're in the same conference. You're going to speak highly of another coach. But my goodness, what does Holtman have on all these coaches? What does he have on Gene Smith to where he is just being given the red carpet treatment by every opposing coach? 
we beat you down by 30. Oh, a lot of respect for Chris Holman. You know, his, his team out there today, uh, they they really gave us a run for our money. Um, you know, we they're a tough team. They're really talented. You beat us by 30, Matt Painter. What are you talking about? Anyways, two thoughts that I will give my own thoughts on in terms of quotes from after the game. Chris Holtman, quote, our offense late was not the issue, end quote. Fact, Ohio State scored zero points for four minutes. That's from the six-minute mark to the two-minute mark in the second half. Shall I move on, or is that all I need to say, or do you need to hear more? Our offense late was not the issue. Second quote from Chris Holtman, quote, we just couldn't get the stops we needed to late. End quote. Oh my gosh. I Hold me back. Couldn't get the stops we needed to late. Penn State scored four points. Four freaking points. From the six minute mark to the one minute mark in the second half. For five minutes, they scored four points. Two buckets. That's it. Both by Jalen Pickett. That's all. Couldn't get the stops. You got stop after stop after stop. And this is what we have seen all year. Is that... Ohio State, offensively, cannot play well while their defense plays well. It's just like against the rules for some reason for Team 124. If the offense goes on the run, the defense is given out. And if the offense can't make a shot, well, at least the defense will make some stops. But they cannot get Ohio State making shots while also defending well on the other end to go on a run to happen at the same time. Just hasn't happened this year. And that's what we saw again as Penn State continued to miss shots. I was telling myself, I said, look, we finally, right? Like, they'll get the cover off the rim. They're playing well defensively. They're stopping Penn State from scoring. They've got great scores offensively. They'll make it happen, right? Didn't happen. Maybe, maybe I, I took Chris Holtman's quotes out of context. I don't know. Maybe he meant specifically like with less than one minute to go, although probably not because Ohio State still gave up consecutive buckets there. I don't know. That was very challenging for me to comprehend and understand. And again, what does Chris Holtman have on these coaches? I respect it. I'm not threatening Chris Holtman because he's... I I don't want to be on his list. If you all hear... Me and my next show just giving endless praise to Chris Holtman. You know what happened. And again, not on the fire Chris Holtman train. Not even close. I just, it's very interesting to hear this coach speak. And maybe I haven't paid attention as intimately as I should have in the past, but I don't know. It's odd. You know what else is odd? National I Hate Coriander Day. Keys to the game. I'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about looking ahead. What should we expect? What should we be looking to for the final couple of games of the year? Keys to the game. My number one key. Keep pace with shooters. I said it. You heard it. I said, look. Ohio State does not have the defenders to be able to stop Penn State shooters. They won't. So let's not even focus on that. Let's not make that a key to the game. That's like saying, hey, if you're facing the Lakers, or a better example, the Cavs with LeBron, let's keep him from going for 
30, 10, and 8. We'll make that a key to the game. It's not going to happen, so don't even try. I feel like I could have had a better analogy there if I thought about it more deeply, if I had some more time, but that, that'll have to do for now. So, I simply said keep pace with shooters. What do we see? Seth Lundy. Four for eight from deep. Jalen Pickett. Two for two. Cameron Winter, whose name is spelled in a way that it should not be spelled. Four for five. As a team, Penn State would shoot 10 of 19 from deep. That is very, very close to 50%. That's above their Big Ten best season average. Credit to Penn State. All I said, I, I it doesn't matter what Penn State does. I just said, Ohio State, keep pace. What do we see? Bryce Sensabaugh, who I asked, hey, Bryce, you're such an efficient scorer. Can you shoot like six threes in this game? Bryce said, no, Tim, I will not. I will shoot four and I will make two just like any other game. Bryce Sensabaugh is probably leading college basketball in games in which he's gone two for four from deep this season. Insane stat. You should check it out again. Subscribe to the pod. Follow us on Twitter so that I can go hire an unpaid intern and he can find me these numbers. Sensabaugh, two of four from deep. Bruce Thornton, three of seven. That's pretty nice, right? You're happy with that. Sean McNeil. Uh-oh. This is where it gets bad. Didn't help that that last possession, he bricked about five of them. But he goes one of eight from deep. As a team, Ohio State, eight of 23. They make less threes than Penn State. They also shot more threes than Penn State. So not only did they make less, but they also missed more. They were less efficient. Did not pass this first test. This first key to the game. Ohio State failed to keep pace with Penn State shooters. Number two, I said just simply attack offensively. Penn State, not a good defensive team. I spoke about why in the preview pod. And all in all, offensively, Ohio State played okay. They only turned it over once. Their field goal percentage sat at 46%. That's pretty good. Too bad Penn State shot 51.9%. Three-point percentage was not good. Do I feel like they attacked offensively? That's a very subjective term, so it's very hard to figure that out. But Bryce sends them all 20 points, Bruce Thornton 19 points. After that, no scores in double digits. And in terms of attack, I meant simply go out there and don't use up the whole shot clock. Just use your athletes and go score. I didn't see a lot of that. I saw a lot of Ice Likely backing people down low post with those thick thighs of his, which worked a lot. Part of the first team All-American Thick Boys is Ice Likely. But overall, do I feel like they attacked and were aggressive offensively? Meh. That's kind of the same old offense they've had all year. Meh. You, You feel like they could be much better, but as I say, Don't miss this. Meh. So both these keys to the game, I don't feel like they're all that successful. Let's talk about looking ahead. Ohio State. Now, in the Penn State preview episode, I spoke about what goals should Ohio State have. If they were to just completely 
wipe out the 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 start or or the first 90 95% of this season and we just started where we are right now what would the goal be well i would say going into the penn state game win two games maybe win three as a stretch goal advance in the big 10 tournament well that stretch goal is looking very very difficult now because you know you have to win at least one game in the Big Ten Tournament, probably two at this point, because I'm not sure where the wins come from with Ohio State's remaining schedule. Obviously, Illinois is coming up here on Sunday. They've got Maryland at home, and then they go to Michigan State to close the year. I'm not sure where the wins come from there. Then they go and play in the Big Ten Tournament. So... If you're going to win three games or even just two games, which feels like a stretch goal at this point, ah, it's it's tough to watch an Ohio State basketball team, one of eight teams in college basketball history, eight programs, I guess would be the proper word choice, one of eight programs in college basketball history to go to 10 Final Fours or more. I saw it. Saw it with my own eyes last night. Looked up at that banner. Saw all the Final Four appearances they had. They do have 10 of them. And this is a team that sits well below everyone else in the Big Ten, except for Minnesota. We are very happy to be standing on the 13th spot on the that, that thing, that platform that runners or Olympians stand on, whatever that is called. Sitting at 3-14 and 14 in the Big Ten, not good. So those were the goals. I, 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 I simply said, number one, can we win two games? Number two, stretch goal, can we win three games and advance in the Big Ten tournament? Number three, can we see a freshman step up? Are we seeing that from Bruce Thornton? Maybe, maybe so, which is good to see. Those were the, the goals that I had as you move forward. Now, looking ahead, we know now at this point, Zedke will not return this season. He's got about a six-month recovery with his shoulder injury. I still don't know exactly what happened to him. I don't know if it's out there for the general public, but this is not the NFL, so they don't have to share exactly what the injury is or anything like that. So without Zedke, that means Ohio State is going to be very thin down low. We saw it against Penn State. Felix Akpara, starting center. After that is Eugene Brown. That's not a good thing when you're facing the Big Ten, who have some pretty good size centers. So without said key, you just understand it, you move forward. But here's, here's all I can say as we look ahead. This was the most winnable game of the season at this point for Ohio State. As you look ahead to Penn State, Maryland, Illinois, Michigan State, and the Big Ten Tournament, this game right here, the most winnable game. When you lose that one, as you look ahead, here's what you have to do. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. Remove all expectations that Ohio State may win a basketball game this season. Simply look at a player that you like, hopefully a freshman, that you can say, man, next year I hope this guy gets some more minutes and I hope he plays well. That's what we can do as we look ahead to close this year. 
Now, I'll still be here. I made this promise, and you know I'll never make a promise I can't keep to you. I'll be here every game to review and preview the next one. Tomorrow morning, I'll be here. You'll hear my preview of Ohio State's matchup against Illinois. So I'll be here, but you should remove the expectation that Ohio State is going to win. Just find a player that you like, a couple players that you like. Enjoy, just enjoy watching Justice Suing. My goodness, that guy's given a lot to this program. Can you just enjoy watching him, please? He, he's an okay player. He's better than okay. He's a guy who you would want on your roster any year. Enjoy watching Justice Suing. Enjoy Sean McNeil and those beautiful three-pointers that he sometimes makes. Enjoy the guys who won't be back. Find a player or two that you really want to watch next year. Maybe even watch Devin Royal. I don't know. Just name the OCC Player of the Year. Take a look at his highlights and imagine him in Columbus next year. That's how you look ahead to the end of this year. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's grim. That's just the way it goes. That's all I got for today's show. It's been somewhat electric. Other times it's been sad. But that's the way it goes in Ohio State season. Man, missing those five three-pointers, was that just not the a, a symbol to Ohio State season this year? Here's an opportunity. No, I'm okay. It is what it is. Ohio State, again, losing to Penn State. In this one, they lose 75-71. to Ohio State falls to 11-17 and on the season, 3-14 and in the Big Ten. They are pretty much locked in at the 13 seed for the Big Ten tournament, where they will face the 12 seed. We're not sure exactly who that may be, but we'll continue to keep an eye out for it. And we hope to just not be the 14 seed against Minnesota, which we lo- we're looking okay in that regard. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing the show. It's grown a lot in the past couple of weeks. And if you're here, you've been a part of it. So I appreciate that. If you want to help it grow a little bit more, you want to give it some extra soil or some water, help this plant blossom into a beautiful flower, then you should share this show with whoever may be relevant in your life and likes Ohio State basketball. But before you shut me off, I will shut up. This has been the Views from the Shot podcast. Thank you for listening. And go Bucks.